Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I am so glad that you're joining me today. On this week's episode, we are speaking to Travis Atkins. Travis is a veterinarian and owner and co-founder of Square Pet. Square Pet is a specialty brand that is dedicated to creating formulations for specific dietary needs for our canine companions. Hello, Travis. I am so glad that you're here today talking to us about your food and how it can help dogs with certain health issues. Good morning, Tammy. Thank you very much for for the opportunity and and for allowing me to to chat with you today. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. So if you could maybe talk to us a little bit about um, what inspired you to even start uh, Square Pet? Yeah, so I I guess it it really is uh, good to start with kind of what the foundation of my personal experiences in our family history is, is, is kind of rooted in. Um, and so Square Pet is a family-owned business. It's owned by myself, my, my dad, and, and my brother. And, and really, we have a, a fairly rich history within the pet food industry. My brother, we kind of joke and say that uh, my brother and I were, were grew up in the pet food industry, and we really didn't have any choice about that. And that was a result of, of kind of our father's career, who, who um, uh, was a co-founder of a, a fairly successful company called Matura Pet Products in the, kind of the early 90s. And and their their um, core values were uh, to bring high quality premium nutrition to the independent pet food uh, nutrition space, and they yeah. were the first first ones to do that. And so those those nutritional values have kind of been just instilled in us from from very small ages. And 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 so both my brother and I have worked in, in just about every aspect of the pet food industry, and then I ultimately ended up going off and. And becoming a dog and cat repairman, and <laughs> uh, and and work clinically for a number number of years. Uh, but when it when it came to talk about Square Pet and launching Square Pet, it was one of those things that um, at least the concept for uh, our VFS line, which I'm sure we'll touch on here in a, in a little bit, uh, kind of stimulated from my days practicing uh, in in the clinic, and I used to have to write uh, prescriptions for dog and cat foods and I just kind of always shook my head as to why am I having to write a prescription for for a food that has no drugs or medications and then on top of that I don't I never really uh, enjoyed looking at the ingredient panels that were on those uh, particular quote-unquote prescription or veterinary style diets Mm -hmm. Um, and so um, that really you know at at that early time period as you know it'd be a great idea to to uh, you know, offer these same nutritional targets, these same nutritional diets, but just using kind of that, uh, going back to our foundation, that Natura philosophy and the high quality premium based ingredients. And and so that's where kind of the VFS line started. And that's really the core of Square Pet. And then we also have a few other uh, lines that um, uh, that I'm sure we can touch on it as well. That one very unique diet that's that's egg based, and then another really high protein, uh, low carbohydrate diet. But I guess that was a long way, a long winded way of uh, kind of explaining where where the origination of Square Pet came from. No, and it's great. And for those people who don't really aren't familiar with Natura, um, they were the brand names were more you know like the most recognized. I would say is like a Nova and Evo. 
Um, and we carried it in our store years ago. Um, you know, we've been in business for 11 years and um, it was one of our top selling foods. So, and we felt so passionate about knowing that the quality of ingredients were there. So um, yeah, so that's amazing that you have kind of that um, foundation um, that you guys were built on. And then now you're kind of using some of your your expertise as a veterinarian to kind of fine tune some, what some of those prescription diets might look like. Yeah. I think that's amazing. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So as a veterinarian who helped formulate the VFS line, I would love for you to speak about kind of each one of the diets and what type of dog each diet might be good for. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, and just to kind of back up a little bit as far as the development in these VFS diets, you know, they are uh, more on the specialty end. They are directly um, targeted at certain, you know, nutritional solutions, if you will. And, and that's something that we we take very, very seriously. And so in addition to myself, I work with uh, board certified veterinary nutritionists as well as a uh, uh, a couple of PhD animal nutritionists. Uh, so, so it's just not me behind the steering wheel here de- designing and developing all these diets. Um, I have the help of some, some quote unquote, you know, really, really good experts yeah, uh, to dive into the, yeah. the nutritional details of, of all these diets. And we have a pretty robust uh, development process and, and run up before we actually launch any of these diets. Um, but the, the overall goal with, with our VFS, which stands for veterinarian formulated solutions line um, is to target certain uh, veterinary therapeutic diets and to just do them, uh, you know, in, in quite frankly, in a, in a better way, offering them in, in with more premium uh, ingredients, uh, removing the need for, for a prescription, and then also, uh, as a result, we're able to offer them at, a, at actually a more reasonable price point. So it's kind of three really, really uh, powerful uh, features of, of the VFS line just all, all wrapped up in one. But uh, we have five diets in the VFS line. They're all canine at the moment. Uh, the first one that I'll, I'll talk about is VFS Ideal Digestion. And this is one that's uh, really your most broad spectrum, you know, kind of digestive support diet. So if you have a dog that, you know, maybe you think has a sensitive stomach or um, is prone to developing loose stools or has intermittent kind of vomiting, maybe just had a rough time at the dog park or you know, kind of the most common one is your veterinarians told you, hey, you, you, need, you need a bland diet uh, to kind of quiet down the belly. That's really where this this diet's directed and it really is on par with the other, uh, I'll just call it three big brands, uh, mm-hmm. digestive support diets. And, um, you know, instead of using chicken or poultry byproduct meal, the, the first couple of ingredients in, in this diet are, are, are turkey, eggs, and, and pork meal. Uh, nice. So really high, really high quality ingredients. Um, so the goal with, with this diet is to just focus on digestibility, really being easily, easy on the tummy, easily digestible. And then you also pair that with the fiber balance. So you want to make sure you have an appropriate amount of, of fiber in there. The ratio of soluble to insoluble, uh, is very important. And so we're deriving, you know, I guess take a slight step back. Um, when we think about dogs that maybe have loose stool, what we commonly recommend is to, to give a, a scoop of canned pumpkin on top of there right. to help, help bulk up the, the, the stool itself. Uh, so one of the core fiber sources in this diet is pumpkin. Uh, so it's a great, great dietary fiber source. Uh, we also have miscanthus grass, which is a, a, a high quality perennial, uh, I know it's 
grass that's grown in the uh, Midwestern portion of the United States. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about that is that it's it's uh, grown intentionally for the pet food industry, so it's not part of some byproduct stream or, or anything like that, but it's just a high quality, insoluble fiber source. And then, of course, we have prebiotics and, and probiotics. So it's just a great all around, uh, easy to digest diet. Uh, this is one that I say that a dog doesn't necessarily have to have any kind of GI upset or any kind of GI concerns. It's a, just a great, easily digestible, all life stages diet from puppy all the way up to senior. And and really, it's starting to to uh, uh, gain gain a lot of traction. Uh, people are recognizing, hey, it's it's really actually working. Well, for and and one of the number one you know things that I hear as a store owner and and when I meet with clients regularly is. You know, my, you know, we talk about poop all the time, you know, a pet owner's day is, is kind of dictated by whether or not their dog has solid poop or not. So, yeah. So this is, I'm sure, um, a very popular one for you. And it almost sounds like, um, one of the ones that I think of that's probably the most popular in, you know, veterinary, um, diets is like the science diet ID or something. That's so, true. Probably more similar to that, but high quality ingredients um, rather yeah, than you, byproducts. You, you absolutely nailed it. I mean, one of the uh, that's part of the presentation that I give to retailers and to distributors and, and everything is one of the things I point out is is look, I, I, as a clinical vet, I know that you know a dog walks through the door with a hint of GI disease. There's a very high uh, there's a high likelihood that they're going to walk out with a bag or a case of, of ID or or one of those other diets. So it's a, it's a, it's a mass, it's a wealth, very popular diet in the world. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Transitioning on to uh, the other uh, kind of digestive support diet. And this is called our VFS low fat formula. And, you know, on the surface, yeah, we as humans are conditioned to look at low fat and just automatically think like weight loss. Um, mm-hmm. That's just kind of how we're how we're programmed. But really, the design and the direction for a low fat formula uh, is for dogs that have pancreatitis, um, mm-hmm. dogs that have difficulties in in digesting fat. There are some other conditions that can benefit, uh, like IBD. Some certain certain IBD cases can can benefit from low fat formulas. But again, the goal is to really be highly digestible, just like the ideal digestion diet. Uh, but then to really uh, bring down those fat levels and to guarantee uh, a maximum amount of fat. And that's really one of the things that separates out, uh, let's say, the veterinary style or therapeutic low-fat formulas from the -the over-the-counter low-fat diets is that, uh, much like our VFS low-fat formula, we guarantee a maximum amount of fat that that, uh, that, that we won't exceed. And that's really important when it comes to tightly regulating those dogs that have chronic pancreatitis, so they're not flaring up and, and having uh, repeat uh, recurring episodes. Uh, this is a fish, fish-based fish diet. Um, again, kind of going to the story of premium ingredients. Uh, we're sourcing Pacific cod and ocean whitefish meal. And they're uh, MSC, the Marine Stewardship Council, certified sustainable, uh, as well as being wild caught. Uh, so some really high quality. And then and actually white whitefish is just a great selection for, for um uh, for a low-fat form, they're just yeah. quality sources of protein and also just very lean, uh, lean protein sources as well. Uh, so this one, um, you know, some folks use it as a, low, a weight loss formula just because it looks like that on the shelf, which there's, you know, there's really no anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, I have to talk about the weight loss philosophy later. Sure. Uh, 
I tend to, to go towards a more of a uh, high meat, low carbohydrate mm-hmm. kind of style diet for weight loss, but kind of getting off tangent here. But for when it comes to low fat formulas, uh, we're, this one's really directed at, at pancreatitis. Well, I'm glad you mentioned pancreatitis because it's kind of an epidemic. And, um, you know, a lot of people are really scared. I mean, it, it can be really, really serious. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so it is good to know that there is, um, a, again, another healthier alternative um, for those people that maybe are the dog is in acute, you know, having an episode now, pancreatic flare up or want to try to prevent it um, in the future. So that's good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those that um, we were a little un, un, uncertain about uh, just because we didn't know the, um, the incidents in the, the of, of pancreatitis. But as soon as we brought it to market there, like you said, there, it almost appears there's an epidemic of, of pancreatitis going around. So it's, it's, it's been received really, really favorably. Good. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our diet that actually we started with, uh, with, with the VFS line, and that's our skin and digestive support uh, diet. And this is a hydrolyzed protein diet. And I'll touch on hydrolyzed here in just a second, but really when we think about hydrolyzed protein diets in general, these are really directed at dogs that have food allergies or food sensitivities, um, dogs that maybe um, have, uh, you know, when we think about food allergies, it can manifest through those skin infections, through those ear infections, through the just being itchy. Um, and then it also manifest through GI signs where dogs have kind of subtle loose stools um, or just other GI disturbances. But uh, when we think about hydrolyzed proteins, it's kind of a, not that great of a word, right? Mm-hmm. Hydrolyzed, um, it's almost scary in a sense, but really all that it means is that it takes an intact protein and it naturally breaks it down into uh, what composed that protein uh, to begin with. So the elemental molecules, the amino acids that are, you know, we were taught in school that protein, uh, amino acids are the, are the building blocks of proteins. And so essentially the process of hydrolysis is just taking that intact protein and bringing it down to near the amino acid level. It's kind of smaller protein fragments and then, and then uh, free amino acids that are floating around. And, and the, the reason for uh, introducing a hydrolyzed diet is that um, when you think about a dog that has a true food allergy and they eat an intact piece of protein, whether that you know, beef, well, let's just say an intact piece of beef, mm-hmm. there are receptors inside of the GI system that uh, those intact protein pieces really mesh well with, and they easily bind to those receptors in the GI system. And that's kind of what triggers the immune system to start the, the inflammatory reactions to, you know, the ear infections and hot spots, et cetera, et cetera. When you break that protein down into those really small pieces, uh, those small pieces don't really readily bind to those receptors uh, in the GI system during digestion. So it's a sort of evading the immune system in a sense. And so that's the, that's the whole concept behind uh, hydrolyzed protein. Uh, with our VFS skin and digest supports, a hydrolyzed pork diet. Uh, we sometimes get asked, well, why, you know, why pork? Um, mm-hmm. a, a couple of reasons. One is uh, we're able to find a, a, a really quality, consistent supply. Uh, but then also when we look at the, the ranking of, of um, uh, most commonly used protein sources, um, you know, whether it's chicken, turkey, beef, you know, salmon, whatever, you know, pork actually falls fairly 
you know, modestly lower on, on, on the list. It's not you know, least on, the smallest on the list, but, um, and that's really what we're looking for is to kind of expose our dogs, not expose our dogs to commonly used proteins, but novel you know, protein right. sources. And so especially when we can uh, hydrolyze that protein, it makes our, our chances for them having a, uh, an allergic reaction that much less. And so a really simple diet, hydrolyzed pork, uh, brown rice, white rice, sunflower oil. About as simple as about as simple as you can get. We also have uh, DHA EPA in there as well, which I'm, I'm a big fan of omega three fatty acids DHA EPA for a lot a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But this is by far our, our best selling diet, and and dogs have uh, been responding to it really really well. And we've gotten a lot of unsolicited feedback saying, "Hey, this is this is doing my dogs are doing really really well." On this that diet. is so, awesome, and so I we're, love we're grateful for that. couple things. I love that you use pork um, because, as we know, like chicken tends to be in you know everything. Um, but so from what I'm understanding, and just to clarify, the the process of hydrolyzing helps the immune system not recognize that necessarily as a protein. And so then it doesn't cause that parade of inflammatory responses. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that, that's the that's the concept. Um, I mean, yes, absolutely. That's 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 correct. Your understanding is correct. Uh, the, the, you know, the little asterisks or the caveat I always throw to that is, you know, there's no such thing as a hundred percent, you know, hypoallergenic diet, oh, sure. you know, uh, there's going to be dogs that respond to it and there's going to be dogs that, that don't respond to it. Uh, but it's just another tool that we have to try for those dogs that, that have those, those food allergies. Yeah. And I, the food that I think of, um, that I think is the most popular in that category is like Royal Canaan kind of, they, they coined the hydrolyzed chicken term. So, yeah. So, and, and so that would be kind of the alternative. Um, right. Your skin and digestive support would be the alternative. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I guess this would be a good time to kind of my, my two cents on, I'm, I'm sure you might get questions about, well, why doesn't it need a, why doesn't the BFS line need a prescription, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, we, we get that from time to time and, not, and, and not to be cavalier or, or confrontational, I, I kind of always toss it back. Well, why, why do those other foods need a prescription? Uh, because we take a hydrolyzed diet, for instance, you know, there's no drugs, there's no medications in them. Um, all it is is a protein source, protein mixed with carbohydrates. You know, why does that need a, a prescription? You can go down to the grocery store um, right now and you can find hydrolyzed uh, protein infant formulas, you know, in hmm. your grocery store aisle. Um, and those don't need any kind of, you know, doctor's authorization there. You know, there's nothing, you know, all that fancy about them and just kind of underselling ourselves. But it really, in the end, it's it's just hitting certain nutritional targets with certain ingredients. And right. I don't see why that, that would need any kind of authoritative uh, control. Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, just to, to bring up a, a point here um, along that prescription line, um, I had a, a, a border collie who had to have um, two toes amputated from a, a really bad um, cut and turned into a, you know, flesh-eating bacteria, infection, everything. Well, anyway, of course, way back then, you know, the vet said you have to put her on, you know, science diet JD for the rest of her life. And so there was something in me that felt like this just doesn't seem right. And it stunk so bad. Like it was, mm. it almost had that rancid smell. Mm. And she didn't like it very well either. And I thought, okay, I've got to figure this out. So I remember going to the veterinarian and saying, okay, tell me what is it about this food that is therapeutic for my dog? Like what's in it? 
that mm. that creates a prescription, you know, that is needed. And basically they told me glucosamine and omegas. I'm like, okay, I got it. So then I did my own food and I just made sure to supplement those others. So that's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting why, why we have it, that whole prescription category has evolved. I mean, I, maybe I understand there's some need for, uh, uh follow-up and tracking, um, you know, patient pro, uh, compliance, needing them to come back, you know, and get the food from the vet. Right. You know, that, that, that just helps so that they're not just off doing their own, their own thing. Um, I think that might've worked, um, you know, in the eighties, nineties, but now, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you get customers on a daily basis that are trying to find their own thing and do their own thing. And, Absolutely. You know, just yeah. Time, times have changed essentially. And there's a lot more resources out there for them to find and, and learn about. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, actually you had a great segue into uh, joint diets. So the next one I'll, I'll talk to you about is, oh, is the BFS. There we go. Uh, active, active joints. And it's again, it t- intended to hit that, those same nutritional targets as what you would find in the other uh, joint uh, support diets in the, in the veterinary world. Um, and cutting to the chase, chase since you since you just mentioned it, one of the key features of of joint diets are glucosamine and chondroitin, as well as omega three fatty acids DHA and EPA. Um, what's unique about active joints is that when we scan the kind of landscape of joint diets, uh, active joints is the only one that's made, at least the one that I, I'm aware of, that it, that is made without chicken. Um, and so, nice. uh, for for those that that maybe are concerned about chicken being in their in their diet, this this is the only joint diet that that we're aware of that doesn't contain chicken. But uh, kind of the bigger features, uh, we're we're deriving 100% of the glucosamine chondroitin from natural sources. So uh, we're the first ones to use turkey necks. Uh, the oh, cartilage nice. found in cartilage found in turkey necks is rich in glucosamine chondroitin, as well as New Zealand green lip muscle. And then the, a really unique ingredient, again, we're the first to introduce into a, a dry pet food is uh, eggshell membrane. Um, and eggshell mm-hmm. membrane uh, is also uh, rich in, in uh, those glo- glycosamine and glycans, glucosamine and chondroitin, but, but also uh, types of collagen that help to rebuild that, that uh, uh, the cartilage matrix within mm-hmm. the, the joint space. So Nice. Uh, Important glucosamine and chondroitin, and I think one of the th- key features that separates out uh, veterinary style joint diets from over the counter joint diets is the actual amount of omega 3, DHA, EPA. Uh, we include meaningful levels, uh, and the point for that is that they carry with them anti inflammatory properties. And so, uh, whenever we think about dogs that have joint disease, uh, the dogs are creating a lot of inflammation. Um, and uh, anything we can do to help uh, one potentially decrease that that inflammation, and then also maybe be a little bit sparing on if they are on some kind of uh, medications, pain medications to help maybe be sparing where they're not having to take as much uh, of those medications. But also uh, when we think about joint support, we think about you know the best thing that we can do to our dogs is to help them maintain their weight or lose weight if they are overweight. And oh, so right. yeah, kind of going back important. to our uh, high protein uh, content in in this diet. Um, it's a turkey based diet, um, and then I forgot to mention where we're deriving the, the omega three fatty acids from. It's a, a sustainable source of of krill meal, which is also mm. a very uh, unique. Uh, <coughs> that is unique. So, so it has a lot of different bells and whistles. Uh, we also supplement it with L carnitine, uh, which can be beneficial for for heart health. And one of the things that we intentionally did. 
uh, with this diet is also make it a low sodium formula. So if you happen to have uh, a dog that that has, you know, um, end stage heart failure and needs some kind of cardiac support diet, this can be a great consideration for that as well with the with the low sodium content. So just a great all around diet. People often ask, well, I don't need to start feeding this until they're seniors and and actually, that's not necessarily the case. I have a two-year-old lab that I've started um, on on this diet. I think it's uh, it, it can only be a benefit to be proactive in our approach to sure. dogs that are predisposed to uh, developing joint disease and that kind of thing. And and interesting enough, I was listening to a um, continuing education seminar the other day, and um, it really was eye-opening what this doctor was telling, uh, speaking about, and in the sense of. Uh, the, the when dogs get typically are diagnosed with joint disease or osteoarthritis, it's not until they're eight, nine, ten years mm-hmm. of age, um, and he believes that it's a that's a big mistake because uh, once you can diagnose, say, a puppy has hip dysplasia, that's day one of of joint disease. That's day one of osteoarthritis, and so that's when the treatment and the therapy should begin, and not until. You know, not waiting until they're they're showing clinical signs. And right. So, uh, just Good just point. to reemphasize that that joint diets can be used from puppies all the way up to to senior dogs. So nice. So anyway, that's it for for active joints. Well, and what a great um, a, a combination of ingredients, and so much more beneficial than than the the bag that I was feeding my dog years and years ago. So. Yeah, that's that's amazing. What a great um, alternative to have. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's probably one of my favorite diets that we've created. There's a lot of a lot of bells and whistles that go along with it, and uh, put a lot of a lot of work into that into that diet. I know it's ex- it's hard to get excited about a joint diet, right? But um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty pretty. But proud you of that are, one. and I love it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the last one uh, that we'll just touch on here is is our VFS low phosphorus formula. And when we think about uh, low phosphorus formulas, those are really directed at dogs that have uh, kidney insufficiencies or renal disease, uh, just kidney disease in general. And, and the core nutritional targets that we're trying to achieve with those, uh, with, with low phosphorus formulas, renal support diets, um, low phosphorus content, uh, low protein content, and then low sodium content. Nice. Um, and that's what, we, that's what we achieve with these. Uh, this is a turkey and egg based diet. Um, again, really uh, focusing on uh, the, the nutritional aspects of, you know, not using things that, that are going to contribute to, not using ingredients that are going to uh, confound the nutritional targets that we're trying to achieve. And so uh, the other thing that we, um, when you think about dogs that, that have kidney disease, unfortunately, they tend to, to drink a lot and then to urinate a lot. Mm-hmm. When they urinate a lot, they lose a lot of their uh, water-soluble vitamins, so namely B vitamins, and so that's what we make sure to uh, to elevate the amount of, of B vitamins that are included in this in this diet as well. So, uh, so it's a great all-around diet. Uh, again, one that um, is really filling filling a need um, in in the at least in the independent pet food space right now. And that would be kind of your Hill Science Diet KD. I'm assuming yes, yeah, something yeah. similar like that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. Yeah, and then just a, again another little asterisk on top of this. I know that you know folks that aren't really in uh, in the know aren't really familiar with all these different styles of diets. Sometimes it can be confused with low phosphorus, with like urinary stones or urinary mm-hmm. crystals. Uh, you know that's a, su- a separate diet entirely. And so this 
this low phosphorus formula is, is not directed at any kind of urinary condition, just solely uh, kidney support. Diet. Okay, good to know. Yeah, okay, absolutely. very good. So if you were to summarize, like what makes th- your diets, and I know we kind of touched on them throughout your description of them, but what sets them apart from maybe some of those foods that you would see in the, on the veterinary shelves in the, in the veterinary offices? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like you said, I think we, we've, we've touched on it a, a little bit. Uh, you know, the, in the end, we're trying to hit the same nutrition, all of us together. And I'm talking about all the brands are all these veterinary diets are trying to hit the same nutrition, depending on the formula, trying to hit the same nutritional targets. Um, mm-hmm. Our approach is just to do it with using ingredients that you know the names of and you're familiar mm-hmm. with and you can track you know, we can tell you the sourcing of them. They're predominantly all from uh, the United States, if not North North America. And really, that's that's the core difference between uh, the two. Uh, from a functional side, uh, from a real world side, you know, the, the the feedback that we've received is that they're also very palatable, um, which I know is a, um, a concern. Even when I was practicing, some of these um, veterinary diets were they just never fed all that well and mm-hmm. uh, and knock on wood uh, we haven't had that concern with any of these these diets it's, most dogs tend to tend to really enjoy them and I Good. just think that's a function of using you know real ingredients and, and higher yeah. quality ingredients okay well and that's important you know um, number one the two things that you touched on is just the quality of the ingredients that you're not just getting a bag of byproducts or a bag of rice or you know you're actually getting super high quality ingredients um, and um, the dogs like it. I mean, that's that's yeah. a, another key because, you know, I know if my dogs don't eat, it's always alarming. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So for the pet parent who maybe is on one of those other top three um, prescription diets, how would you suggest if they wanted to move over over to one of your formulas how would you suggest? Do you suggest a trans a transition? Do you, you know, how do you? What do you recommend for that process? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I guess just just to start, whenever it comes to you know every dog that's out there and every dog and their and every dog and their owner, um, you know, it's it's our philosophy that we want them to find a diet that works best for them. And if it happens to be a square pet diet, that's great. If not, that's 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 great as well. I mean, mm-hmm. really, our goal is to to be conscious of dogs and, and providing them you know, individual nutrition and what works best for them. Um, I guess having said that, when it comes to the individual dog and maybe whatever's going on, their particular condition, I always also recommend uh, you know, working with their veterinarian uh, to, to help, uh, you know, especially if they're they're having some, some you know, uh, let's say severe issues or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're just, you know, need some follow-up. I always yeah. recommend working, working with their veterinarian. Um, but when it comes to just about every diet that I've discussed today, with the exception of the low phosphorus formula, I would do a transition just like you would do any other food. Okay. Um, I, yeah. would, I would transition uh, just like you would recommend. And the only reason I hesitate with the low phosphorus formula is that one um, is one that I would really recommend uh, some working with, with the veterinarian, um, making sure that they're they're on board with the dietary change, especially when you're managing kidney disease. Um, you know, you're you're getting routine lab work and you know making sure that everything's 
going in the right direction and, and you really want to be on top of any kind of dietary. Yeah. And there may be switch. some additional, you know, therapies like, um, you know, fluids, subcutaneous fluids that need to be, you know, part of mm, that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. And then have you guys done any research on results? So from your dogs, you know, being on this food, um, have you been able to, to show some, you know, like pre and post blood work or results? to back it up. Yeah, that's one of the, the one of our big goals is to be able to to really get some some in-depth trials together. Uh, you know, before we launch any of these foods, we do uh, actual feeding studies and feeding trials and digestibility work and the and those types of those types of things, but uh, we haven't branched off and and done specific um, you know, I guess reports to where we do peer-reviewed studies or anything like that. I mean, that's certainly something that that we'd like to do the, the, you know, just being completely upfront and transparent. It's, it's, they're just ungodly expensive to, oh, sure. to, imagine. to, 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 to even embark on. Um, and, uh, once we can get, you know, get a, get a little further down the road, it's, it's absolutely a goal to not only to, to do those types of things, but then also to innovate in the, in the space as well. Yeah. Well, but it sounds like you're you're meeting some of those similar targets that some of the, you know, the top three are, are meeting. So um, so in essence, it's it's going to get you there. It's just you don't you without have it, it. it. Yeah, you, you nailed it. I mean, let's take let's take the low fat formula. I mean, what's the secret behind that? I mean, is having guaranteed levels of low fat. I and mean, that's that's it. Uh, ideal right. digestion. You just need it really digestible. You know, I touched on the hydrolyze and yeah. even the low phosphorus, we're just hitting certain nutritional targets. Exactly. And, and that, that information's out there. I mean, if you go and get a diet formulated by a board certified veterinary nutritionist for you to be able to home cook, you know, they're not running series of feeding trials before they give you the formula. Exactly. Exactly. Just, you know, telling you, Hey, this is what you need to put into the formula. So, yep. So that's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, um, there's a couple of other unique diet formulations that you have, and I would love for you to talk a little bit about them because it, I, I remember the first time I saw the egg diet, I, I thought, well, that's interesting. So I just wanted you to maybe speak a little bit about some of those other formulas that you have. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. What, what crazy people introduce an egg-only right? pet food, right? Um, you know, and it's called square egg. And it is a, a egg leading formula, uh, egg whey protein, and then it falls into quinoa and brown rice, uh, and then some superfoods, fruits and vegetables. Uh, you know, the concept there was to uh, really identify, you know, what are the best protein sources out there. When we look at a protein bioavailability chart, you know, eggs are the gold standard to which all other proteins are compared to. They're, they're easy to digest. They have a complete amino acid profile. Um, and just, you know, again, setting that, that standard for bioavailability. And then we look at whey protein, it actually has a higher uh, bioavailability than even uh, than, than egg. And so that was really the basis. Like, where, where are we going to get the best protein sources? And then we combine those with superfood fruits and vegetables to make just kind of a, a really dynamic kind of out-of-the-box formula. And, you know, it it came out with mixed reviews. Uh, some people loved it. Some people were like, what are you guys doing? Um, and, and really it doesn't, it's a, it's a diet that doesn't have a, a specific direction. Um, but I will tell you that, uh, where we're seeing a lot or people where customers are, are seeing a lot of success with is, is in a couple of different areas. One is, uh, uh kind of those, the sensitive stomach diets, uh, dogs that, 
Uh, maybe they've tried every food in the store and tried every different diet option. Uh, maybe removing uh, an animal-based protein from their diet mm-hmm. um, uh, can be can be a benefit. Hmm. Uh, certainly, it is a, a in some ways a novel protein diet. So dogs that maybe have allergies to some animal-based proteins, um, you know, have, have shown uh, success with with Square Egg. Um, a really niche within a niche is is the fact that it is a low purine diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, dogs that are prone to developing urate urinary stones, Dalmatians in particular, uh, it's a really awesome option because there's only really one or two other uh, low purine diets that are out there, and they're made by one of the one of the bigger manufacturers. Um, so, I am so, so glad you mentioned that. I actually had a customer with the Dalmatian that asked that same question. So that's very good information. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, it's a real, again, it's, you know, it's a small percentage of dogs that are affected by that particular condition, but it's, it's a great option for it. Uh, it really, yeah. it really, really is. Um, you know, and, and I guess overall it, it, the square egg diet fits as that vegetarian style diet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's ovo lacto vegetarian. So if, if one is, is uh, deciding to feed their, their, their dog vegetarian, we feel that this is a much better, option there's there's no protein deficiencies in here i always get concerned when we're feeding dogs uh plant-based proteins solely um yeah some of those those other uh vegetarian diets but uh but with this style of diet it's it's uh you're you're not at risk of any kind of uh, protein malnutrition and in fact i could probably make an argument that um eggs are a higher quality than than some of the meat-based diets that are out Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, one of the things I hear a lot too from my customers and clients is, you know, my dog wouldn't eat his breakfast this morning, but I've made him some scrambled eggs and he ate it. (laughs) So yeah, I can imagine it's, you know, palatable. Yeah. 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 You know what? That was one of our concerns too, is like ash eggs are kind of a neutral flavor. Is our dog's going to eat this stuff? And, and again, knock on wood, it's, it's been a very palatable uh, diet as well. Um, and then I forgot one of the last positions that we have for square egg are actually raw feeders. Um, cause egg is that kind of that foundation or that premix, that base mix that, um, and we didn't promote this. It just started happening on its own. Uh, folks are mixing in their raw food with the, with the square egg kibble, uh, because it contains a lot of the ingredients that, you know, a lot of raw feeders are naturally using and, and collecting. Um, and, and the interesting thing about the square egg kibble is that it, um, is uh, friable, so it, it stays together, but it breaks apart fairly easily, and hmm. so that 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 physical characteristic allows it to take on water really, really well. So if you're adding bone broth or whatever oh, nice. it is, it homogenizes quite nicely. So, okay. so again, it's it's a it's a really unique, uh, really unique diet with a lot of different positions, and um, and, uh, and we're we're excited to have it out there and just always get people's reactions to yeah, it. Yeah, it's very unique, very. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just real quick, I'll touch on the other uh, diets that we have, and we call these the high meat, low carb HMLC, high meat, low carbohydrate uh, diets. We have a canine and a and a feline formula, and quite honestly, I mean, just cut to the chase. If anyone's familiar with, uh, as we were talking about Natura earlier on, mm-hmm. if anyone was familiar with the product called Evo, um, mm-hmm. this is really an Evo uh, 2.0 uh, product, and. And really what, what it is, is, is Evo kind of set the stage for the original grain-free diet. So we just did the grain-free uh, movement, the phenomenon that ha- occurred. Um, but interesting enough, when Evo started, it, it never uh, coined the term grain-free. It, it, it started as no grain. And then there was other manufacturers that came along and coined the grain-free term. But 
the origination and what the reason I mentioned that is that the origination of, of uh, where, where grain free started was, uh, you know, trying to make a kibble with, and, and stuff as much meat into that kibble uh, as possible and limiting the amount of starch or carbohydrate, whether that's grain or non-grain ingredients, um, and really making a kibble that mirrors the feeding uh, nutritional pro- properties of, of raw feeding, but just in that kibble in that kibble form. And throughout the years, that whole concept has been uh, bastardized, and uh, but still keeping kind of the grain-free name and uh, feed your dog like a wolf kind of philosophy on the marketing packaging and all that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and so that's why we felt that our HMLCR turkey and chicken formulas uh, really have an opportunity uh, because there's no other product that's that's out there that, that's that's down. Uh, to the low amount of carbohydrates that we're we're offering, uh, it's a high protein, low carb carb diet. So, turkey, chicken, chicken meal, turkey meal, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, a token amount of tapioca, just to be able to hold that kibble together. Mm-hmm. So, really, the concept is is raw feeding, but just in that in that kibble form. Right, right, and I would imagine super palatable because it has such a high um, has such a high meat content. Yeah, that, and that and probably very calorically dense. I would think. You nailed it on both parts. Yeah. Yeah. So a smaller, smaller feeding sizes. Uh, you know, we're above 500 kcals per cup. So I mean, oh we're, yeah. Uh, really, really, really small feeding sizes with with both these formulas, and then palatability is is great. I mean, especially with the the feline or the cat formula. Uh, you know, we got an email the other day, and all it said was, uh, a customer must have had a, a sample or something like that, and all they said was. My cats are eating the packaging to get into the. Into oh my the, that goodness! Was, that was that was the only line that he said. So I had to <laughs> chuckle. There was no more information than that. But, but yeah, the the cat food is is really an option, a great option for, uh, for those really picky cats. Um, and then we have. Uh, it's also a great option for ferrets too. So I don't know if there's. Oh yeah, we do have a customer. Ferrets. She brought her yeah. ferret in the other day. As yeah. a matter of fact, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are. Two great diets, um, high meat, low carb. That's and then kind of going back to the the uh, philosophy that we have when when it comes to weight loss. That's really the the goal for me is high protein, low carb versus any kind of low fat restriction. Yeah, and it's it's all about. And I think people, um, you know, whenever they feed less, they always feel like because their dog loves their food. Oh my gosh, I'm not feeding them enough, you know. Yes. And so then they feed them more, and so then it becomes a um, a battle of, okay, are we going to get to our goal of weight loss? Probably not if we're feeding more of a high calorically dense food, but it is so highly caloric. It's such a, you know, calorie dense food that you can feed a lot less. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah without a doubt. Yeah, awesome. no, I, I know you're talking about what we just want to feed them because it's what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we want to have that. We want to make sure that we're making them happy and the best way to do that is through feeding them. So it's tough. It's really it tough. is tough, especially for those dogs who are master beggars. Yes. Yes. So is there anything else as we're wrapping up today that you would love the listeners to know about SquarePad or anything within your company? You know, I think that we've, we've touched on a, on the core product aspects of it, uh, of, of SquarePad. Uh, when it when it comes down to it, I think we like to uh, try and differentiate ourselves, or at least say that we're differentiated, uh, in in the sense that SquarePet is a nutrition company. Um, there's a lot of great brands out there, a lot of great products uh, that are using high quality uh, ingredients that are have impeccable sourcing. Um, but when we look at those brands, we're we're looking at the ingredient story, the sourcing story, and and there, there's something that's left out, and that's the nutrition that's behind them. And, and really, right. with, with Square Pet, 
we were we're almost benefit feature first. So ben, instead of feature benefit, we're benefit feature in the mm -hmm. sense of we really focus on how how can this be a benefit to a dog or a cat. And, right. Uh, where's the solution that we have? And so each one of our diets, uh, not only do we have the ingredient story to go along with it, but we uh, really take care to to uh, focus on that kind of that solutions based. Uh, how can this help my dog? How can this help my cat? Kind of kind of philosophy. And um, I think that's really something that um, is is different than what everyone else is is doing. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing that you guys tackled this and, um, you know, you've got the veterinarian backing behind it. So, you know, that the diets are formulated properly. And um, I hope that, you know, a lot of customers and, and people out there listening um, will be willing to, to take a stab at, at giving this a chance. And, and here's the great thing. Um, we've got a lot of samples at our store and we can help, you know, get it out there and just make sure the dogs like it. And then also the cat, we have the cat food samples as well. Um, and that way, you know, because it, you know, nothing's worse than buying a bag of food and your dog won't eat it. So at least, you That's know, right. with a sample, you don't have anything to lose. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. We have plenty of samples to, to provide to you and, and uh, just, a, you know, we, we offer our products with hundred uh, percent satisfaction guarantee. So that for whatever reason, you know, they're, they're not, enjoying it or you know some other issue with it we 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 uh, guarantee each one of those sure, each one sure. of those products yeah. all right well travis this has been so helpful and i'm so thankful that you took the time today to go through each of your foods i think it's phenomenal what you guys have done so um i appreciate you you doing this and um and just you know giving us a better a better glimpse into the products no pleasure is all mine i really appreciate you lining this up and, and invite me to, to visit with you this morning. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. We will talk soon. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.